Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sidhantot Pala Saranityarasikam Hangsam Villa Satmakam Audariakya Sudhama Sevakadhanam Vishramba Bhakti Pradam Yacha Yukti Vichakshanam Tvaghabiro Vaishishta Shaktya Sada Vandeham Tripurari Namakayatim Shri Bhakti Vedantinam Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Swami Shri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Yate Namaha Gurvagyam Shirasi Dratva Shaktya Vesha Swarupine Hare Krishneti Mantrena Paschatya Prachatarine Vishvacharya Prabharyaya Divya Karunya Murtaye Shri Bhagavata Madhurya Gita Gyana Pradayine Gaura Shri Rupa Siddhanta Saraswati Nishevine Radha Krishna Padamboja Pringaya Gurave Namaha Devam Divyatanum Suchandavadanam Balarka Chelanchitam Sandranandapuram Sadeka Varanam Vairagya Vidyam Buddhim Shri Siddhanta Nidhim Subhaktila Sitam Sarasvatanam Varam Vandetam Shubhadam Madeka Sharanam Nyasishvaram Shridharam so welcome again. Um, this is part three of the series uh, As the Sun Arises and Sets, Gaudiya Vaishnavism Goes West. Um, in the first episode, I was talking mainly about Anartha Nivritti uh, as a concept in general, because uh, anyone who is on this path is going to have to go through Anartha Nivritti, whether they are uh, born in India or born in the West or on some other planet or whatever. Um, and beca because when, when, I when I think of the idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism coming to the West, I think of conversion. But um, it's not only Westerners that are converts, it's um, anyone who, who uh, is on this path is going to uh, to become gonna have to become a convert um uh actually the whole um the whole path is about conversion um so we're going, going through the different types of an artist listed by bhaktivinoda thakur and uh, in which way they will have to be uprooted or converted or um, turned around changed so there are, um, uh, we, we also compared it to the list of an artist given in Madhurya Kadambini by Srila Vaishvana Chakvarati Thakur, that there, he talks about where the anartas come from, uh, the root of the anartas, and then Bhaktivinoda Thakur is talking about, in his list, he, he talks about what kinds of anartas they are. Um, so in, in Madhurya Kadambini, it's, uh, an artist coming from 
um, bad deeds, anarthas coming from good deeds, anarthas coming from aparad, and anarthas coming from devotion. And uh, Hari Priya was asking at the at the end of that episode the clarification about uh, anarthas coming from bhakti itself. And I, I looked it up again after in, in Madhurya Kadambini, and uh, there is a nice an analogy given. It's, it's like when you're watering a seed, uh, you are also at the same time watering the weeds around it, uh, not meaning to do that, but it just happens as a byproduct. So that you, you kind of um, you need to kind of pay attention to that and also uproot the weeds that are growing from your cultivation of what you're trying to cultivate. Um, so and then in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's list, it um, he gives the different types of anarthas, which he gives aparad as a type of anartha. And like I said, in Madhuri Kadambini, uh, aparad is also a source of anartha. So it's um, uh, up, uh, aparads cause anarthas, and anarthas <laughs> cause aparads. And uh, if they're not dealt with in the right way. So then in the, in the second episode, I talked about um to kind of rewind and step back so before looking looking at, at how Gaudiya Vaishnavism came, came to the west um, how did it come to this world in the first place um of course Navadvip Dham is eternal and also eternally present in this world but how did it happen that it came that it um uh how you said that it, it made it made itself visible on earth. Uh, so we went through Mahaprabhu's uh, reasons for, for appearing, his three uh, internal reasons, and then the fourth reason, which was to, to teach and preach and spread, spread this, uh, spread uh, bhakti, um, which is also an, an internal reason in a sense as Guru Maharaj draws out from the commentary of Sanatan Goswami on the Napariyaham verse in the Bhagavatam that uh, it is to since he feels that he cannot repay the love of the gopis he's coming to the world to to recruit servants um, uh, sadhus who, who, will, who will be servants of Radha and the gopis um, and then I brought up uh, a few examples of uh, things related to Gaudiya Vaishnavism coming to the West, but not um, not by uh, by devotees, but by others. So I gave the example of um, this Franciscan monk who had observed the Ratha Yatra in the year thirteen twenty one or something like that, and went to the um, his uh, his his diary was um, uh, circulated in the West and in, in Britain and so on. And uh, so the word Jagannath came to mean something um, uh, something big and powerful that is crushing everything in its way. Because this this monk had seen how how the Hindus were throwing themselves under the the wheels of the the, the Ratha Yatra uh, cart 
to to kind of commit a kind of a pious suicide and and attain liberation um so this word uh, this word juggernaut got got spread around the world and um and it can be it can be seen in many places in in uh, uh, in popular culture even today um, and then there was the example of the bhagavatam being translated to a european language for the first time and it was in french uh, in the 1700s but not by a devotee but by a by an indian who had converted to christianity and that was uh, uh translating sanskrit texts to kind of uh, for, for for scholarly uh, purposes uh, but it, it was anyway the, the holy name of Jagannath and and the, and the most holy uh, scripture of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas uh, anyway came to the West um, first by by non non devotees non Vaishnavas. So now this time I'm go I'm going to focus on. Um, the more like conscious effort to, to bring Gaudiya Vaishnavism to the West, uh, how you say, um, for like bringing it to the West for the sake of for the sake of preaching for 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 turning others towards uh, towards Krishna and, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, uh, so our Guru Maharaj uh, usually calls Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, the first Western convert because he was educated in the, in the British uh, education system that was there in the, in the, in the since India was a, a, a British colony. Uh, so he had Western ideals. Um, he describes in his uh, Bhagavad speech uh, how how he and his friends uh, used to hate the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, because the the, the, the the authorities who were Christian had 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 um, uh, looked through the Bhagavatam and and found the examples like the, the Rasalila, which uh, makes it seem like a god is um, immoral. So, um, so, so they were they were judging the, the Vaishnavas as uh, as worshiping an immoral god. And there were uh, like Bengali intellectuals who were uh, kind of intimidated by this. So, that, so they were trying to uh, modify uh, modify Hinduism or Vaishnavism so that it would be more uh, how you say clean so like like more 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 focus on the Bhagavad Gita where where Krishna is is uh, sober and and teaching uh, teaching Gyan and and so on uh, and and Bhaktivinoda Thakur was kind of like like uh, in, a, in a similar he was he was actually Christian at one point um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur during his 
his um, in his student time at school. Um, but it said when, when he 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 has explained that when he when he read the Chaitanya Charitamrita, then he kind of uh, his eyes opened up to the Srimad Bhagavatam and. He was he was able to see the Srimad Bhagavatam from uh, from the perspective perspective of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which was um, uh, life changing. Um, so he's kind of he is kind of like the uh, I've been thinking about it this week that he's kind of like a, uh, uh, what is it called? Like a, he's like paradigmatic. He's he's like he's like personifying uh, East meeting West. Uh, there is this there is this poem by um, what is his name? Uh, who wrote the Jungle Book? I forget his name. Uh, that the the East is East and the West is West uh, and the Twain shall never meet. Um, but then at the end of that poem, it's, it says, but it says that the, the, the East and the West can meet. Uh, so he describes that in a, in a beautiful way, but uh, you can check the poem. Uh, so he, uh, so he had this, um, uh, he had this like, he's like the, the, let's see, I have something in the chat here, Kipling. Rudyard Kipling, that's right. Um, east is east and west is west and never the twain shall meet, says Sarada Louise Sin. Thank you for that. That's exactly the one. Uh, but, but then like look towards the end uh, and you will see in that poem the, the ending that um, there's a twist at the end. So, so Bhaktivinotakur is, is kind of personifying this um, this this meet the meeting of the two worlds and uh, kind of getting getting the best of both worlds. Um, so he was uh, he was he was passionate about uh, sharing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching teachings with the West. And uh, he wrote a book that was in Sanskrit, but he wrote an English kind of foreword to it that he sent to he sent to some some university libraries in in Canada Canada and U.S. and I think one has been found in in a Canadian library. Um, and he sent that book out in 1895 which was the same year that Prabhupada was born, if I'm uh, not right. I might be wrong on this. I might be one year uh, off there, but so, something like that, 1895-ish, 18, um, which is kind of prophetic. And there were also other Bengalis who, um, who were inspired to, to take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings to the West. So I've been looking at, a little bit at the, at the first ones. Um, there were there were two um, 
Vaishnavas who, who went to the West before uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur's disciples um, and who were not related to, to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And uh, of course, other than, than that, they, they are all Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Uh, so the first one was Premananda Bharati. And he he went to New York in 1902, and uh, and was preaching there. He he had some affiliation with uh, Swami Vivekananda, uh, who had kind of given him some some contacts. Uh, you may know that uh, in 1893 there was this Parliament of the World Religions in Chicago. So Swami Vivekananda was there um, and he was an Advaitin and he was representing Hinduism. So he, he gave uh, a presentation of Hinduism that was uh, kind of equated with Advaita Vedanta, which, uh, which lasted like that kind of imprint lasted for very long uh, in the West that um, you, can, you can still see it in, in many uh, school books and things like that, that when they explain Hinduism, they explain it as, as Advaita Vedanta, and, it, and it's much because of uh, Swami Vivekananda's uh, uh, speeches there in Chicago. Um, so, but, but uh, you can see that Vivekananda also helped uh, a Vaishnav to, to establish himself in the US. Uh, so this, this Premananda Bharati, he, um, uh, he wrote a book that I've been looking at today called Shri Krishna, uh, the Lord of Love. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. He, uh, he goes from the very basics, it's, it's like 300 pages. He goes describing everything like the, the Shastric worldview. Uh, for a couple hundred pages and before he goes into the different yoga systems and bhakti yoga um, and then he talks about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, and he says that he says that he's intending to, to write he says that this whole book is just um, to kind of prepare the audience to hear about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because you first have to have to hear about all these things and about Krishna, and then you can understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and uh, so he, he's uh, he, he's praising praising Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much at the end, and and, and calling him the uh, the Christian of Christians, <laughs> um, and. And this Premananda Bharati also uh, later established himself in Los Angeles and actually had a had like a, a sort of temple there, and uh, and he had a, had a magazine uh, that, that was sent out, and he had, had there there are different um, ideas about how many how many followers he had, but he had a uh, a good number of followers. And um, and I heard from from Brigu today that one of it, one of his followers uh, wrote a book later with with her experiences with with Premananda Bharati. Um, and then 
uh, but when let's see this Premananda Bharti went back to India after some years and um, it, it's it's not not really known what happened to his to his movement it, se it seems like they all um, it wasn't really kept up as a as an institution or anything but but it, of course it must have left imprints in, in many people's hearts and um and then uh some some decades later uh, there was this uh mahanambrata brahmachari who uh i think he was he made his uh doctoral uh, thesis uh, or whatever it's called it, that gives you the title PhD uh, at Chicago University, and he did it about um, Jiva Goswami's uh, teachings uh, about the Sandarbhas. Uh, so he he was also so teaching, and and he met with um, uh, Thomas Merton, who is who is is very very. Uh, popular among monastics of all, all kinds uh, I've, I've noticed also like within our Gaudiya Vaishnav um, community there, there are many people who appreciate uh, Thomas Merton and his uh, his books and uh, uh, Merton had asked this Mahanam Brata Brahmacharya about uh, about about the, the Indian the, the Eastern teachings, but um, Mahanamrata had had apparently told him that he should he should go go deeper into his own uh, tradition, uh, which which he did uh, apparently. Um, but other than other than that, uh, I'm not sure sure of. Um, like if he's if if there's any like movement or anything left after this Mahanabrata. But, but of course again there are impressions uh bhakti samskaras coming to the west uh and this time with actual like with, with intention um and not just incidental uh so then we have uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who is the son and disciple of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, who I mentioned first, uh, who sent out his, his book about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in 1895. So, so he had this, this desire and vision that, that Gaudiya Vaishnavism would go to the West. And it's in interesting, I read a quote the other day. Um, where 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 Thakur was writing that like it's happening like I'm um, there are educated Westerners who are ordering mirdangas and cartels so that so that they can also perform kirtans. Um, I haven't heard more about that. Like I'm, I'm really curious who who that was who was ordering mirdangas and cartels to the West. Um, but he he had this view that that that. Uh, People from all countries would come to Navadvip and and chant um, 
like walking walk in procession in a Harinam and, and chant Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan. And as 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 our Guru Maharaj uh, says that he was he was he was there when that prophecy was fulfilled. Like he, he was there when when when, when Srila Prabhupada had just established the, the temple in in Mayapur, like the the kind of foundational stone of the temple. And, and people from all country, countries were coming there and uh, chanting Nams and Kirtan. Um, but that is uh, jumping ahead. So, Srila uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was, was very much aware and very much uh, uh, tuned in into this desire and vision of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So he was really trying to manifest that. And um, in the 1930s, he was sending uh, some four or five, at least, uh, preachers uh, to London and to, uh, to Germany. And, and they, were, they were like mainly preaching to, to the elite. Um, preaching to the elite of society uh, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, it never became like a big, um, that didn't spark any, any like big movement in the West, but uh, again, some people were, were, were deeply touched and converted and uh, took it very seriously. Uh, like there's this, uh, woman in London who was initiated by, by Bhakti Saranga Prabhu, one of the uh, uh, preachers who were sent by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, and she opened a Gaudiamat in London, which is still there today. Our Padmanabha Maharaj was there um, just last year, a couple of years ago, and um, visited that temple in London. And it's uh, it's interestingly it's it's uh, uh, completely a Bengali community there. They all they 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 all speak speak Bengali. Like the, the lecture is in Bengali, and all the most of the, the listeners are Bengalis. So he, he needed English translation to hear the class there. Um, and. Uh, and of course, there is uh, Sadananda Swami who, who came in contact with uh, Bon Maharaj th through this. Bon Maharaj was uh, uh, Srila Bhaktivedai Bon Maharaj was also one of the preachers sent um, who um, connected with uh, uh, this German who became Sadananda Swami. Who, who in turn uh, had several um, Swedish and, and German uh, disciples. Um, so, so also there, like not a big movement, but um, a few people really, really taking it to heart. And um, that, uh, uh, I say that disciplic succession is also still alive today uh, in, in Sweden and Germany. And um, 
then the of course the the biggest uh, success was was had uh, was had by Srila Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada in who came to to the West in 1965. He uh, now I don't, I don't remember how many how many years he waited. Uh, it was something like thirty. He he asked his his Guru Maharaj Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur what, what kind of service he could do because he felt he was not very connected to, to the mission since he was he was a householder. Um, of course, he was he was very active, but he he still felt like he was not as fortunate as the as the sannyasis and brahmacharis who were uh, serving in the mission full time. And Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, responded to him in a letter um, that I think it would be good if you would preach in English. So so that is um like a, a, uh, just a, a few a few very a few words but very powerful kind of like um guru nishta said um or maybe it was chitta i think that both guru nishta and chitta Hari were speaking from this book book uh atomic habits that atoms are small but very powerful um so, so just a, a few words from Few words from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati and and um, in the very receptive, powerfully receptive uh, Abhay Charan uh, Prabhu, who became AC Bhaktivedanta Swami. So in he was kind of uh, nourishing this um, this desire of Srila Saraswati Thakur. Uh, in his heart, and in 1865, he took off to the West with with almost nothing. He had a few copies of his of his own uh, Srimad Bhagavatam commentary um, and a small amount of money. And he went to Boston and later to New York, where. Um, uh, where kind of uh, the whole thing sort of exploded, you can say. Um, it, it like it really shows that like when um, when the time has come, the time has come. Of course, Srila Prabhupada was um, As 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 our Guru Maharaj says, he has he had emptied himself out of any other desire than than just serving serving his his Guru's mission. Um. So it said he he one day sat down uh, beneath a tree in Tompkins Square Park in New York, and. Uh, he just sat, just sat down with a pair of cartels and closed his eyes and, and began chanting the Maha Mantra. And Srila Prabhupada had very strong faith in the Maha Mantra, a very strong connection and relation to the Maha Mantra. Uh, 
very much working together with the Mahamantra, taking uh, responsibility for the Mahamantra, um, spreading. So he was sitting down and chanting, and um, uh, this is at least the way I've heard the story, that he, he, he sat down, chanted the Mahamantra, and then when he opened his eyes, there was full of people around him, just curious. So he started to to preach to them, and uh, that was the beginning of the uh, of Iskon, you can say, uh, which he later uh, instituted. And I would like to read the. Uh, the, the kind of the constitution uh, of ISKCON. So it's so kind of the, the idea he had when he um, institutionalized, when he, I say, in a, in a hard form, institutionalized uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. As, as we have mentioned before, uh, there is a soft institutionalization, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming to this world and then his, his, his disciples. Um, taking Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, overflow of ecstasy and turning it into something intelligible. And then here we have uh, Srila Prabhupada uh, opening temples in the West. And I, I, sh I should mention one thing. Um, uh, that the, the, the kind of, the, kind of the, the reason for, for, for bringing Krishna consciousness to, to the West was, was um, like in, in the mind of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati was that it, it's simply not, not limited, like nothing should limit Krishna consciousness, it should go everywhere, so if, if, it, can, if it can go to the West, uh, then like why shouldn't it? Um, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati wrote specifically about the U.S. Um, say we request the devotees to be with us in praying for Sri, Sri Gora Sundar's grace, so that the Gaudiya teachings will spread to America. By his grace, discussion of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is already being done in Europe, and particularly in London. Why should America remain untouched? And I also read like, like when he was. Uh, talking about the expansion of Krishna consciousness, he was uh, he was saying that even like like what what to speak of uh, simply spreading it to humans in the West, he was saying also animals and and plants uh, should 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 be part of this movement. Uh, he was saying like when it becomes he was saying he was writing something to the effect that when it becomes possible to speak the language of plants that we should also try to teach plants about krishna consciousness very very sweet uh, and animals animals and plants um so it should simply go go wherever it can go so, so whatever opportunity opens up that should be seized uh was kind of the idea and uh so here i want to uh i want to read Srila Prabhupada's statutes when he uh established iskon as a society 
so the, so the so it's the purposes of ISCON. So A, uh, to educate the greater human society in the techniques of spiritual life as the basis for a balanced psychic and biological development and thereby achieve for the first time in human society a real peace and unity among the contending forces in the world today. B, to propagate the sense of Godhead, the all-attractive personality of primal and eternal form, as he himself revealed in his own words in the Bhagavad Gita, the holy scripture of the Lord Sri Krishna, the Godhead. C, to bring together individuals in a society, regardless of nationality and irrespective of creed or caste, in order to develop a nearness to the Godhead and thereby the idea that within the members and humanity at large, there is an infinitesimal soul spirit that is part and parcel in quality with the Godhead uh, and that all life is meant for the satisfaction of said Godhead, the Supreme Soul. D, to encourage the teachings of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who demonstrated practically the transcendental process of approaching the, the absolute personality of Godhead by his acts of congregational chanting of the holy name of God, a process known as Sankirtan. E, to prove by active work and preaching that Lord Sri Krishna is the only enjoyer of all the outcomes of individual and collective sacrifice, penance, meditation, arts, culture, science, because he is the supreme proprietor of the whole universe. Eternally a part of him, everyone knows him as a friend. Real peace can be attained when this is realized. In fact, this much uh, reflects the uh, text 529 of the Bhagavad Gita, which is which he called, uh, which Srila Prabhupada called the peace formula. Uh, I don't remember the whole verse now, but Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, something. Uh, F to assist whenever and wherever possible in the building of a social structure on the real foundation of spiritual progress and establishment of peace and unity between men throughout the world. G, to attempt to save men individually from the chain of victimization, uh, uh, the ongoing trend in moder modern civilization operates by, in the name of ideologies of false sentiment, so that man may again be a free soul to act and live freely with spiritual vision. This is possible by individual spiritual initiation, diksha, when a man can see everything in Godhead and Godhead in everything. It's a very beautiful um, uh, definition of uh, when um, uh, what diksha is. So I'll say it again. Uh, that, that it's possible to be a free soul, to act and live freely with spiritual vision. Uh, this is possible by individual spiritual initiation, diksha, when a man can see everything in Godhead and Godhead in everything. Uh, next, uh, H, to further toward realization, this highest truth as revealed by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the six Goswamis, headed by Srila Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis. I, 
to have for its objectives amongst the others for uh, four principles which the Goswamis had in view. They are the, the following. Uh, number one, to erect a holy place of transcendental pastimes, as well as a place where members of the Lord Sri Krishna can flourish. Two, to propagate all over the world in the form of missionaries, the process of devotion, the transcendental service to the Godhead, and to make known that this devotional service is the main function of the human being. Three, in order to accomplish this, to adopt proselytizing methods of peaceful means and establish a broader society of, of association for all members, including scholars and admirers, to engage in the service as put forth in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Four, to install wherever it's possible the worship and temple of uh, Radha Krishna and that of Sri Chaitanya, and to give facility to everyone to become trained in the modes of archana or preparatory principles of devotional service. And reading these, these four last things here now, this, um, I'm pretty sure this is from uh, Mahaprabhu's teachings to Sanatana Goswami. And it's, they are all in, in one verse, kind of uh, said, said shortly. Uh, and this was the verse that came to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, after he had been doing nine years of bhajan. And, and, he, and this verse from, from Chaitanya Charitamrita came to him. Um, and he, he saw it as a sign that now he should, he should get up and because he had kind of followed uh, he had kind of fulfilled uh, the order of Srila Gorkishwar Das Babaji to, to, to do bhajan. He had, um, he had become uh, successful in, in bhajan, you can say, and now he had to, to, to follow uh, Srila Bhaktivinotakur's uh, instruction to, uh, to preach. Um, so th this sign came here from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings to Sanatana Goswami. Uh, so we go on with, with Prabhupada's statutes. Uh, J, to introduce to the members of the society and humanity at large a simpler and a more natural purpose in life by means suitable to the particular place and time and as enjoined in the Bhagavad Gita. You, said that you, you, you can kind of, uh, like if you think that, for example, that, that Prabhupada was uh, rigid and that Guru Maharaj is more uh, progressive uh, and, and, and lenient or whatever, you, you, can, you can see that actually it's Guru Maharaj seeing, seeing these things in, uh, in, in Prabhupada that maybe like others didn't pay so much attention to. Uh, K, to organize educational programs such as classes and lecture tours and to institute services such as mailing for the benefit of the members of the society and humanity at large. L, to publish periodicals, books and or pamphlets in all important languages in order to reach human society and give an opportunity to say uh, to same to communicate with the society. 
M, to invoke the quality of goodness, particularly in every member of the society, individually by the process of diksha, and by establishing one in the status of a Brahmin, good and intelligent man, on the basis of truthfulness, knowledge, and faith in the transcendental service of the Lord. And among the secondary objectives of the society, it shall undertake the following activities. So here comes the four last uh, points. Um, the activities that uh, ISKCON shall under undertake. Number one, to revive the scientific system of social orders of classification based on intelligence, um, martial spirit, productivity, and common assistance. Very uh, creative names for the four varnas generally known as the forecasts with reference to quality and worth for the common cause of world society. Two, to discharge as a matter of course, the, uh, the vitiated system of supremacy of one man over another by false prestige of birthright or vested interests. Three, to popularize the vegetable grain diet under approved methods in order that uh, full value of protein, carbohydrate, fat, and vitamin benefit may be derived therefrom. And four, to discourage intoxicating or addicting habits of all descriptions and dimensions. That's a very wide uh, topic. And to expose such persons thus afflicted to approved methods of spiritual realization. Then it's signed A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Acharya, and four of his disciples. So, um, so this is what uh, Srila Prabhupada and his disciples set out to do in the beginning and, and spreading uh, all over the world eventually. First, I think from New York, it went to San Francisco, then to Los Angeles, London, uh, back to India, Australia, uh, Europe, and everywhere. Um, so, uh, so in, in this um, in this episode, I've, I've kind of covered uh, the the intentional spreading of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the West. Um, uh, and, and West meaning actually, I mean, basically everywhere, not, not just, uh, I say not just West, because it's also East, for example, Australia is, is to the East, but, 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 but like kind of Western culture, or, but uh, also really anywhere. Uh, like it, it also went to, uh, to Africa. Um, uh, China, everywhere. So um, we have covered uh, what conversion means, that everyone has to go through conversion, um, how Gaudiya Vaishnavism came to this world in the first place and then uh, uh, appeared in India and then spread everywhere. First, unintentionally, uh, and then intentionally. So in the next episode, I'm, I'm going to talk more about the 
the kind of fine tuning and uh, deeper conversion, um, which which we have already seen seen some examples of, but, but I'm gonna kind of zoom more into that. Um, kind of kind of first how we have talked about Gaudiya Vaishnavism coming to the West, but I'm gonna talk about how how you say more and more of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is coming to the West and how people are getting a, a, a better and better uh, and more refined uh, understanding of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, in, in various ways. So, so I will end here. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining on this holy day of here in Finland. It's uh, Jagannath Mishra's festival today. I guess that was yesterday in the US. But, uh, here it's today, so I feel very blessed to be speaking on this day. Uh, if anyone has any comments or questions, here I see Brigopad, who has been helping me very much with this presentation. Dandavat Prabhu. Uh, not really a question, but more a, well, yes, a question. Uh, you read this uh, 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 constitution of, of ISKCON, and uh, it was very interesting. Uh, if you would write something similar like that for Sri Chaitanya Sangha, or, or uh, what, what, what would be the biggest differences? Well, out of these points, were there something that you think could be left out and something that would be needed instead? Hmm. Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is how, how Guru Maharaj is, is focusing more on uh, teachings than, than on any, any physical institution. Because um, he, he said it, it was his assessment that people today are not interested in joining an institution, but they may still be interested in ways of thinking. So he, think, he, he said he thinks people, people may be interested in, in joining Gaudiya Vaishnavism as a way of thinking, so he so he wanted to create uh, when he established his mission in in the in eighty five. His idea was to 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 have a reading congregation, so that so that people were first of all reading and then maybe getting together on the basis of what they have read, um, rather than um, uh, yeah any other kind of forms of. Uh, preaching and and organization uh, uh, so i guess uh, a mission statement there is actually a mission statement i i i believe i think we we um let's see uh, let's see Shri we posted it on on Shri chaitanya sangha page but it's very, it's kind of hidden. Like, I don't think many people will notice that. <laughs> uh, but this is how Guru Maharaj, he writes, we have no other business in this world, save and accept the service of Shri Krishna. That alone will bring good fortune to whomever comes across its path. Shri Chaitanya Sangha is not a philanthropic organization of which there are so many in this world. It is not epicurean or abjuratory in design, which 
I kind of I see the the I, I can, can kind of grasp the, the meaning of the words, but I can't explain them. Epicurean would be, I guess, enjoyment, and abjuratory would be the. It, it's basically it's not about enjoyment or not about renunciation. Uh, it is serving and dedicating in nature. It holds that service is its own reward and that the serving, dedicating spirit finds its fullest expression in the Krishna conception of Godhead. The revealed scriptures of the Gaudiya Vaishnav lineage provide us with a wealth of information concerning the nature of our homeland. It is my hope that the members of Sri Chaitanya Sangha will take courage from these scriptures and the examples of those who have gone before them and march on to meet the death of their own false sense of identity. So that is kind of the the the, the very uh, essentialist statutes of, of, of Sri Chaitanya Sangha. Um, and of course, you asked if I would write one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I would have to think of that. <laughs> I can try to think of that till next time. <laughs> and I'm sure it's something that maybe Padmanabha Maharaj would be interested in maybe putting together something like that. So maybe with his assistance. Um, Okay, so I think we can stop there. I see Sharda is writing, a devotee told me that Krishna consciousness literature was first found in 1967 in McGill University. Then I read the same in a Back to Godhead article around 1984 about how Krishna consciousness came to the West. And, this is, and she says, Jai Jagannath Mishra in Finland. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sharda. Okay, if there are no other comments, then we can uh, stop here and see you next time for the last episode where we, we will wrap up. Vanchakalpa terubhyas cha kripa sindhubhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha anantakoti vaishnavrinda ki jai gaura premanande haribol. Shamanam Prabhu Ki Jai! 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 Thank you everyone.